Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Havoc in the heartland. How Secretary Mayorkas's failed leadership has impacted the state. Hey, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. I am uh, monitoring a live congressional hearing that's taking place right now. It's the House Committee on Homeland Security. Uh, and we just it just wrapped up. Uh, we just heard Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson just deliver his testimony before this congressional committee that is moving forward uh, on impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas, who is responsible for this treasonous invasion on our southern border right now. And I, I'll tell you what, uh, just my goodness, incredibly powerful testimony from Attorney General Austin Knutson. I mean, if if you, if you were listening to Nancy and Roundup, uh, she uh, was practically in tears as Attorney General Austin Knutson is sharing the, uh, the stories that he is getting firsthand from all across Montana, especially on our reservations with what the drug cartels are doing uh, to destroy so many lives and the kids that are being impacted by this in particular. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the full testimony of Attorney General Austin Knutson for you here uh, later in the hour. Plus, we'll take your phone calls and more. But, uh, uh, but I've also got his full written testimony in front of me where he shared some additional details uh, even even further uh, and beyond what he shared in his in his oral testimony just a few minutes ago but yeah that uh, committee on homeland security uh, is still taking place right now as we speak it's supposed to wrap up here uh, within the next hour but uh, and so there may be some more back and forth some q a between uh, the members of congress on the committee uh, and attorney general austin knutson including uh, some of the other members of congress so I'll, I'll try to play some of that live for you or we'll, we'll record some of it share it with you later today or uh, uh, t- tomorrow on the show. But, you know, I'll I tell you what, yeah, just my goodness, after you hear what Attorney General Knutson has to say, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, yesterday, man, on the show, we had, we had such a good time. We were we were joking. We were smoking and joking for the full hour. We had John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, with us, and, and we always joke that it's the most unwoke hour of the week. And if you haven't been offended yet this week, well, when John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, is with us, just prepare to be offended at some point because uh, we have a ton of fun joking around and everything like that. But, uh, man, not today. Not today, not after hearing what Attorney General Austin Knutson had to say. And the, and the, the grave, serious situation, not just facing, facing this country, but facing families and facing kids. And not just on reservations across Montana, but in our cities across Montana. And uh, just, uh, just absolutely tragic. Not what is happening to this country, but what they are doing to this country, what the Mexican drug cartels are doing to this country, and what Joe Biden and John Tester are allowing to be done to this country. They are orchestrating this chaos. They are inviting the chaos into America. New York City school kids kicked out of their school so that illegals can, can, can be housed there instead. Families being absolutely destroyed here in Montana because of the drug cartels. Anyway, wait till you hear his testimony. Plus, uh, we'll take your phone calls and more right here with Montana Talks. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
All right. I know some of you may have uh, watched this live. Some of you may have heard it live already, but I think we got to hear it again, even if you've already heard this. Attorney General Austin Knutson just delivered powerful testimony before the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Homeland Security. And uh, I'll play this in full, and then and then we'll take your phone calls. Plus, I'll keep an eye on on the committee hearing that's that's still underway uh, to to watch for for some of the back and forth once the Q and A starts happening. Uh, I, I did just briefly during the break check in and listen in to see what they were talking about. And the the lead Democrat on the committee wasn't talking about this treasonous invasion on our southern border that is destroying communities, destroying families, kicking kids out of school in New York City. You know what he was talking about? January 6th. January 6th. Oh, shut up about January 6th already. Is January 6th killing people on the Crow Reservation? Is January 6th killing people on the Fort Peck Reservation? Is January 6th causing youth gang drive-by shootings in Billings, Montana? So shut up about January 6th already. Here's what Attorney General Austin Knutson had to say just minutes ago. Distinguished committee, my name is Austin Knudsen, Montana Attorney General. As the Attorney General and Chief Law Enforcement Officer for the state of Montana, I'm grateful for this committee's attention to how Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas' failed leadership has impacted states like Montana. The southern border certainly presents difficult challenge for any administration, but Secretary Mayorkas and the Biden administration have absolutely poured gasoline on this fire. The southern border and the drugs flowing across it into communities large and small across our nation are ultimately the reason that I am the Attorney General of Montana today. I'm from rural Montana, where I was a private practice attorney, until two drug dealers sped past my kids' school, one shooting at the other out his vehicle window in broad daylight. After that incident, I became our elected county prosecutor, where I saw what I thought were the absolute worst things possible. Babies born addicted to drugs, kids thrown into foster care because their parents would rather buy drugs than take care of them, young girls sexually assaulted by family members on drugs, people murdered over $20 drug deals gone wrong. So to say that I was encouraged by the previous administration's progress in securing our nation's border is an understatement. It's also an understatement to say that I was horrified to see this administration under Secretary Mayorkas' leadership begin to erase that progress and systematically dismantle policies and programs meant to secure our borders. The most devastating impact of the open border on Montana has been the massive quantities of Mexican cartel fentanyl and methamphetamine. In 2020, drug task forces in Montana seized 6,663 doses units of fentanyl in 2021, the first year of Secretary Mayorkas's watch at the border, that quantity exploded tenfold to 61,000 dosage units of fentanyl. In 2022, Montana tripled that, seizing nearly 190,000 dosage units of cartel fentanyl. The numbers aren't finalized yet for 2023, but I can tell you that as of the third quarter of 2023, Montana is on track to have seized nearly a half million dosage units of fentanyl and another 200 pounds of meth. And the cartels trafficked 100% of that fentanyl and meth across the southern border. 
In just one week during March 2022, 17 people on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation overdosed on fentanyl. Four of them died. I spoke with a woman later that year from the Fort Peck Indian Reservation, which is where I'm from. She was raising her grandkids because both of her sons were killed in two separate fentanyl overdose incidents. Nationwide, indigenous people suffer the highest rate of fentanyl overdoses. In Montana, the opioid overdose death rate among Native Americans is twice that of white people. The devastation of Secretary Mayorkas' refusal to faithfully execute the laws goes beyond the deaths it causes and the anguish families left to pick up pieces. These drugs cause people to do absolutely unspeakable things. A suspect in a current drug case in Montana was taking delivery of drugs that were being supplied directly from the cartels in Mexico. She kept her minor daughter living in a yard shed and allowed the man delivering those drugs to sexually assault her daughter as part of that drug deal. In another case last year, a young mother who was homeless was able to finally find a bedroom in a house, not knowing that that room had been recently occupied by a fentanyl user. Shortly after taking residence, that mother found her 11-month-old child not breathing. Fortunately, medical and law enforcement personnel responded quickly enough to administer naloxone before the fentanyl from the prior occupant killed that infant child. The Trump administration overcame fierce opposition at every turn and was able to gain control of our southern border as no previous administration could. But all of that progress has been destroyed. Secretary Mayorkas is the architect of that destruction. The American people are watching. They know that our border was secure just a few years ago. They see the devastation metastasizing in our communities from drugs and human trafficking. The conclusion is clear. Secretary Mayorkas has violated his oath, and I urge this body to impeach. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Well, there you go. That was the powerful testimony of Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson. Secretary Mayorkas is the architect of this destru- destruction. He must be impeached. Uh, there's some more info. That was uh, obviously the, the brief opening remarks for you know the, the oral uh, testimony before the, the committee. Uh, but I also have several pages of the written testimony that have some more uh, Montana-specific numbers and details uh, uh, in the written testimony as well. Phone lines are open for you. What's your reaction to what the Attorney General just had to say? Give us a call, 294-0970, or message us on the Montana Talks app. This is where Montana Talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, you got to hear the testimony of Attorney General Austin Knutson calling for the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, He opened up his written testimony by calling the crisis at the border a self-inflicted injury that the policies of Secretary Mayorkas have brought upon our nation. Uh, he says these, that the, the southern border presents a difficult challenge for any administration, but Secretary Mayorkas and the Biden administration have poured gasoline on the fire. He has violated his oath to defend the homeland and uphold the Constitution by repeatedly disregarding the laws passed by Congress. He's also violated court orders, as uh, these three attorneys general are testifying here this morning. His actions as secretary have turned the border into an effectively meaningless 2,000-mile line in the sand, ceding operational control to Mexican drug cartels, some of the most savage and depraved organizations in world history. 
Uh, Todd in Billings, uh, yeah, what's your take on what the AG just had to say? I agreed with everything. I agreed with everything he had to say. Um, I guess my only disagreement is why go after my orcas? Because the problem is really at the top. It's rotten at the top. If we get rid of my orcas, Biden's going to replace him with another lackey who's going to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and obviously the impeachment inquiry process is moving forward against Joe Biden. Uh, but, you know, they, they've had some pushback on that from some of the more moderate Republicans in Biden districts. Whereas, it, you know, it seems like we need to start with accountability. And this seems like uh, where accountability needs to start is right here with Mayorkas right now. We need to have some sort of accountability here. And uh and you would think that, that, that every Republican and even some Democrats should be able to unite and at least rein in, uh, you know, try to rein in this outright invasion that's taking place right now. Yep. I've, I've lived overseas four times in my life. I've been uh, a foreign resident in another country, and I've always had to abide by their rules. I had to get medical exams. I had to have background criminal checks. And uh, that's what you have to do if you want to have a country. And when we when we do this lawless thing, letting people in, we are eventually not going to become a country. We're not going to be really a country anymore. No bo- no borders, no nation, right? That's exactly right. All right, Todd, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. 406-294-0970 is the number. Or you can message us through our Montana Talks app. Heck, you can even call us through our Montana Talks app as well. Next up, Ken in Great Falls. Ken, uh, what's your reaction to what the AG had to say? Well, I tell you what, the cartel loves people like him. Because it's not the illegal aliens bringing the fentanyl over. 27,000 pounds was was confiscated last year coming over the border. 23,000 pounds of that was caught at the border, at the ports of entry. It was on trucks. It was in cars. It was illegal. It was legal people bringing it across how do you know it was legal people that were bringing it across uh and because they were it was at the port of entry okay so it was people that were coming over so port security is important i got it but let's go back to the fact that there are the mexican drug cartels are responsible whether they bring it through the ports or whether they bring it over land or whether they bring it by sea the mexican drug cartels are responsible for this do you agree that we should be doing something half of them are american citizens if they don't do it you're not going to stop the supply during the 30s with prohibition of alcohol we never did stop the supply coming in. Alcohol is a totally different story so here. Ken, what you're saying, Ken, Ken, talk, talk about the issue at hand here. You're, you just made an outrageous claim. You just said that one of the one of the few elected officials actually doing something about this border crisis, actually standing up for the families that are that are losing children and infants and family members to fentanyl and to the Mexican drug cartels. You just said that the cartels like people like him. Now, 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 stick to the Mexican drug cartels because you just said that the drug cartels like A.G. Knutson and the law enforcement that are actually going after this problem at our southern border. But then, on the other hand, you're now saying, "Oh, we shouldn't even go after these people. We shouldn't. We shouldn't even be prosecuting the fentanyl and and the meth traffickers." You're saying this. This is not like alcohol and prohibition. May I speak? That's, that's that's why I paused. So, yes, you can speak. Okay, finally you did pause. Let me speak. 
We didn't stop drugs that way before. We have to treat people. Uh, Oregon's trying a thing where they're making it legal. And, and it's, it's failing. No, it's not. It's working well. That, and you still have people dying, and you will have. It's the sadness of this disease. But we're not going to stop the supply. It's too easy to get here, no matter who does it. So, so Ken, we've had murder since the days of Cain and Abel. Should we just stop prosecuting murder because, well, we're always going to have it, so why do anything about it? No, no. We, we're, we have to go after the dealers, but you're not, that's not where, you're, where your money goes. If you make it legal, you're going to get rid of these dealers. That's the only way you're going to get rid of them. Uh, that's not happening with marijuana that's, right that's, now. It works well. It works well in other nations. They've done it. Oh yeah, yeah. This I, I, I feel like you're sticking to a script from twenty or thirty years ago, and and that script has already been torn up. Just like Nancy Pelosi ripped up Donald Trump's uh, State of the Union address, that script you could just tear that thing up because uh, Oregon is an abject failure right now. Just like San Francisco has turned into an abject failure. I know they cleaned it up when when dear leader Xi Jinping showed up. Uh, they cleaned up the homeless encampments and the drug needles and the human feces that little children have to step over so that they can, so that they can uh, try to walk to school. It is an abject failure that is be, that is that has occurred because they have leaders in California and in Oregon that advocate everything that you've just been advocating for. But again, you're saying, well, we've got to go after the dealers. Well, that's what Attorney General Austin Knutson is doing, and and yet you just attacked him despite his powerful testimony and. Uh, anyway, I, I, I get it. Some people are just going to stick with the script. Or they're going to stick with their, their party talking points. But we have got to get beyond this as a country because our, our country is facing absolute chaos right now. Little kids in, in New York State just got kicked out of their schools so that illegal aliens can be moved in instead. You know, it was like when we wrapped up the show yesterday. Somebody had, had remarked, hey, if they donate this new governor's mansion in Helena, well, the, if, if, if a, a left-wing governor takes over the mansion, they'll house illegal aliens in there. And then I had to say, well, wait a minute, actually. They don't put illegal aliens in their homes. They don't put illegal aliens in their neighborhoods. Just like the homeless encampments in Missoula. They don't, they don't put the, the, the shelter in the university district or in the rattlesnake. They put the shelter on Russell Street. They put the shelter in your neighborhood. They're going to put the they put the illegal aliens in your schools, in your neighborhoods. New York is a perfect example. Uh, there was there was a guy on Fox and Friends first earlier this morning who was who was making the point about these New York school kids who are being kicked out. They're being forced into remote learning, kind of like Ken's buddy Dr. Fauci forced kids into remote learning because that worked so well. So that illegal aliens can occupy the school instead. And, and oh, by the way, they're not helping any of these people. And they're only making the situation in the countries that they are leaving worse. Ecuador right now is under an all-out cartel invasion. You've got cartel operatives waging an all-out cartel takeover of Ecuador they're executing hostages. They're taking over prisons. They're storming a news station on live TV. Dan Crenshaw, a congressman out of Texas, shared that via Twitter yesterday. Yeah, but that's Ecuador. Same thing is happening all across America right now. 
I mean, just some of those numbers that attorney, by the way, if you want to give your reaction as well, 406-294-0970, anybody can call in. Uh, in just one week, during March of 2022, 17 people on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation overdosed on fentanyl. Four died. And in his, that was in his written testimony, in his oral testimony that you just heard, uh, Attorney General Austin Knudsen talked about speaking with a grandma on the Fort Peck Reservation who's raising her grandkids after she lost both of her sons to the scourge of fentanyl. In fact, I think he, I think he first spoke with that woman on this show because I remember when we got that phone call where she shared her compelling story. And you think about it. New, New York City. New York City. They voted for this. They voted for the people. They voted for the, the, the Biden administration. They voted to put Biden in charge. They voted for the very people that are now kicking their kids out of school so that illegal aliens can go in. Look at voting returns across Montana. Look at the communities that are being hit the hardest. They voted for Joe Biden. They voted for John Tester. And uh, maybe no longer. Maybe, maybe that will now start to change because, uh, I, I mean, look, look at what Attorney General Austin Knutson said there. In Montana, the opioid overdose death rate among Native Americans is twice as high as it is for white people. And, and how often do we get lectured about race and culture and different ethnic groups? Do we get lectured as if they care more than the rest of us do about people? Because they're constantly trying to divide everybody along racial lines. But when you divide and break down the numbers of the death and the harm that the Mexican drug cartel cartels are causing as a result of Joe Biden and John Tester's wide open southern border, Native Americans are, di are, are dying at twice the rate as, as white Americans in Montana. But they'll lecture you all day long and act like they care more about people than you do. Uh, it is so sickening. Uh, in a human trafficking operation this summer, this is also from his written testimony. He says, our agents arrested three men from Central America. All three were in the country illegally, but on deferred action. One had been deported once before, and one was again apprehended after crossing the border, but had been allowed to stay. These men were all here and able to engage in this criminal activity in Montana because of the policies of Secretary Mayorkas at DHS. Just one more reason why A.G. Knutson says Mayorkas must be impeached. We've got to start now. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Last week, the second largest shipping company in the world announced a stoppage of shipments through the Red Sea as a result of militant attacks on ships. The attacks are impacting a major trade route, according to Danny Munch with the American Farm Bureau Federation. The attacks from the Houthi militants have pushed many exporters to look for safer routes. It's the most cost-effective way to carry goods from Eastern Asia to Europe and parts of the Middle East, as well as all those goods traveling in the opposite direction. Estimates put it as much as 15% of world trade occurs through the Red Sea, including about 8% of grain trade. Diverting around the area at minimum means an extra 10 days needed to complete the routes. This means 10 days of additional wages for the crew, 10 days worth of more fuel, and 10 days of general delay to a buyer, which is more sensitive than perishable food products. It also means ships are not returning as quickly as they have been, and that reduces the overall capacity of the broader global shipping systems. Munch says the issue is not impacting farmers now, 
But agriculture may see impacts if attacks continue in the weeks ahead. Long-term disruptions, though, can have impacts on U.S. farmers. We're already seeing that surcharges have been added onto a lot of ag exporters already without a 30-day notice, which is actually mandated by the Federal Maritime Commission. So it won't be long until farmers who have exported goods to those regions may feel a pinch. They'll be watching this closely. That's Danny Munch with the American Farm Bureau. I'm Lane Ortlund. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, you know, I was thinking back on this, uh, the Democrat ranking member of the House Homeland Security uh, hearing. When I when I checked in on the uh, Mayorkas impeachment hearing, he was he was talking about January 6th, January 6th. Oh, it's like, for Pete's sake, man. It, it, but, you know, I was thinking about it. It was like, you know, you know why these guys always talk about January? Well, you know why they really always talk about January 6th. But, but on, a, on another level, you, you know why they were so concerned about January 6th? Because, because they saw something on their doorstep that they didn't like. They saw something on their doorstep that I think legitimately scared some of them. But what I want to say is this, is that... What they may have felt on January 6th is what everyday American families all across this country are feeling every single day of the week because of the drug cartels, because of the fentanyl, because of the youth gang activity, because of a loved one that they probably lost from the Mexican drug cartels in the drugs uh, uh, on the ground here in Montana. But see, they only care when it's on their doorstep. They don't – just like – they did not care when there were riots taking place in the name of George Floyd all across America, when black-owned businesses were being burned down, when white-owned businesses were – when Asian-owned businesses were being burned down, when, when U.S. Marshals had lasers being pointed at their eyeballs to try to blind them while they were defending the courthouse in the lovely, safe, beautiful, drug-happy uh, city of Portland, Oregon. They didn't care. They would defend it. They would excuse it. They would minimize it, mostly peaceful. But then they got scared one day, and all of a sudden, that's all they care about. January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. And that's why, uh, you know, it's, that's why they're really mad at Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, because Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, in the whole scandal that he's in the middle of right now, he totally took January 6th off the, the big news headlines. He ruined their annual January 6th celebrations that they just have to celebrate every year. Uh, back into the phone lines we go here. We got Tom in Billings uh, listening to KJ, or I'm sorry, listening to KBUL. I was, we had another caller in the flathead. Uh, Tom, thanks for the phone call. What's your thoughts? Well, how you doing, Aaron? Hey, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Uh-huh. I think you might have muted or- your, or you're losing cell coverage. Yeah, go ahead. I'm also a former uh, drug enforcement agent for the U.S. Coast. Go about this. People talk about all about the cartels. No, they do not. Kit, I'll tell you what, your call is just breaking up too much there. Um, sometimes if you hang up the call and then call back in, some, some, sometimes it might restore your cell phone connection there, Tom. So, so I apologize if you can. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disconnect your call. Give us a call back and we'll throw you on. Uh, isn't, isn't that crazy? Isn't that, isn't that kind of crazy how that works out? You can be in Billings, Montana, 
and your cell phone connection cuts in and out. But but by golly, we got illegal aliens getting a whole bunch of uh, stuff paid for by you and me. We got mo- we got money to give a- illegal aliens all this stuff. We got money for all these other foreign countries out there. But we don't have more money for the Milk River Irrigation Project uh, starting at St. Mary. We don't have you know, <laughs> all sorts of things. Uh, let's see. We got a couple of messages that came in on our Montana Talks app here. Uh, Jesse and Shelby. Uh, Ken is a disgrace. Blake in Fairfield. Thanks for letting Ken talk so he can show us how ignorant he is to the things going on around him. On another note, the AG mentioned some things that are not being covered by our local mainstream media outlets. If they would cover these topics instead of spewing the lies they are told to spread, maybe people would wake up. That's from Blake in Fairfield. Uh, All right, let's see. Uh, Robert in Belgrade next up on the phone lines. Robert, what's going on? Um, if somebody comes, brings drugs in from a, in a port, that makes them legal. <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're, you're talking about how Ken said that they're bringing the drugs in legally through the ports. Uh, yeah, right. I think he misspoke on that one. I think what he was trying to just say is, well, they're using the ports. They're not walking them across or uh, some way, somehow he's trying to justify the, the wide open borders that we're seeing right now. Well, those drugs, those drugs were confiscated, so they didn't get to Montana anyway. And that's Plus, just what, what we're finding. We what ports? What, what ports do we have in Montana? <laughs> well, and that's just the drugs that we're finding, right? Obviously, the cartels are oh, going to yeah, use exactly. they're going to use every pathway they can to try to get these drugs into America. So yes, they're going to. And so, so what Ken is arguing is that well, they're finding most of these at the ports. So that means that's where most of the drugs or all of the drugs are coming through. No, that just means that's where they're catching most. Of, they're finding most of it. But much like the illegal aliens that are coming across our border, we've had millions of gotaways, millions of gotaways that they know about that that didn't get caught crossing our southern border. So from a fentanyl drug standpoint. Just because you caught them at the ports doesn't mean there aren't a whole bunch of gotaways. Obviously, otherwise we wouldn't have so many people dying all across uh, America. 100% right. We have no idea what what has come in. We just know about what we caught. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that um, it was kind of a quick reference to, but, you know, this idea that, well, if we just legalize all these drugs, we won't have a problem with it. It's like, um, yeah, but we've legalized marijuana effectively, and yet you've got the, the communist Chinese running illicit marijuana grow operations in states where where marijuana has been legalized. And you still have a black market because – Something about taxing something will will force people into the black market, and then they can also get, uh, you know, the higher uh, higher dosage if they go off into the black market. So, so to suggest that somehow legalizing dr- drugs and normalizing uh, really dangerous drugs is somehow going to stop the problem is, is just absurd. One hundred percent right. And, and I think the other difference, like to say, well. Alcohol and prohibition. Well, what they tried to do with prohibition, alcohol was already something that had been normalized in the culture. Prohibition was trying to take something that had already been widespread and normalized and and wipe it out versus what they're trying to do with these very dangerous drugs is taking something that by and large hasn't been normalized and they're trying to normalize it and make it a widespread part of the culture. And uh, how is that working out? 
given the crime and the mental health issues that are getting even worse right now all across uh, the state and across uh, America. Hey, uh, uh, Robert, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I had an email from Bill in Helena. Uh, Aaron, love your show. The Cloward-Piven strategy explains most everything that the left is doing for me. For years, I couldn't understand why the left does what it does. It made no sense to this retired master sergeant. And Bill, thanks for your service, by the way. Uh, Simply put, Bill says it is the strategy of forcing political change leading to societal collapse through orchestrated crises. That's from Wikipedia. So now it has a name. And let us ask every politician if they support the Cloward uh, Piven strategy and see if they lie. I would I would really love to hear a response from Senator John Tester to what Attorney General Austin Knutson had to testify about earlier this morning. I, I would love to see John Tester somehow try to defend how he has basically uh, allowed for this uh, border to be wide open just like this. Uh, let's see. Steve in Helena next up. Steve, thanks for the call. Steve, you're on the radio now, so turn your radio down in the background, and then you can hear us in real time. Okay. Uh, I just want to comment on uh, the illegals coming into Montana, and, and uh, our, our hospitals are, are – there's just tons of illegals up there. I've had uh, kidney failure since about 2011. I, uh, since then, I've had two open-heart surgeries, a kidney transplant, a hernia, from the dialysis, and uh, they're uh, taking my disability away to give to these people. You know, they want me to work full-time, and uh, I got a letter talking about them taking uh, taking away my health care. And uh, I had another guy on, on a friend of mine that was in dialysis with me up at the hospital, and his is hereditary, and now his, his two kids have uh, kidney failure, uh, it hasn't came on, but they threw him under the bus, too. I mean, when Trump was in office, uh, they took care of us. And, uh, you know, I've worked my whole life. Uh, I was born with kidney disease. And and uh, you Democrats out there, you don't know what you're doing. You're brutish. You, you guys are making this. You're selling our country down the tubes. I have Democrats in my own family. And when we go to family things, they're even admitting, you know, Things are not going good for the Democrats right now. You guys are throwing away our country. There's there's people that have worked their whole life in 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 all over the United States, and uh, uh, they're throwing us under the bus uh, yeah. and giving it giving it away free. Worse and, than Jimmy uh, Carter, far worse than Jimmy Carter, from from what I hear. Because I wasn't thankfully wasn't uh, wasn't around when Jimmy Carter was was around causing his chaos. But this chaos, it, it's just even 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 crazier. All right. Oh, I see. We got to take a quick break. Uh, all right. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Steve. We'll get to Dave and Bozeman and more of your calls next. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, good. I I needed a little laugh there. So during the break, I thought I'm going to go back and check in on this Homeland uh, Security Committee hearing. Eric Swalwell 
yeah, the guy who slept with the communist Chinese spy, Fang Fang, he's talking right now. And, uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, you'll have to tell me if you saw the same thing that I did. So Eric Swalwell is talking to Attorney General Austin Knutson and, and the other AGs. And, uh, and Eric Swalwell says, well, uh, you know, you all went to good law schools. Uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson, you went to the University of Montana. And, and A.G. Knutson goes, yes. And Swalwell says, and it's a good law school. <laughs> and you, maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm reading into it. But the look on his face to me looked like, well, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny. But you guys will have to go back and look at the tape to tell me if I'm just reading into it. Uh, 406-294-0970, the number for you. Yeah, Eric Swalwell lecturing us about national security when the guy was basically literally in bed with communist Chinese spies. Didn't she die in a plane crash, too? Uh, I think we uh, saw that news a little while back. Uh, next up on the phone lines, uh, let's go to Dave in Bozeman, listening to KMMS. Dave, thanks for the call. Yeah, I just find it sort of interesting that Joe Biden ends all of his speeches with God bless you and God bless our troops, but unlike previous presidents, he never, ever, ever says God bless America. I think that kind of says a lot, doesn't it? Really? I yeah. I guess I I haven't noticed that. I I I, I thought he has said that, um, but but yeah, maybe no, I'm, maybe I, he just says I, the other things. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've never heard him say "God bless America" because I don't I don't think he believes that. I don't th- I don't think he loves America. Uh, I think he loves everywhere else, but he does, doesn't seem to love America. In my humble opinion. Uh, well, yeah, I, I wonder. I don't know. I Yeah, I'm, there's got to be an example uh, of him saying it. But, uh, no, but yeah. you, watch, you watch for it. You I'll watch have to for watch it. for I that. Think, I don't think you'll hear him say that. I remember uh, when he said, God save the queen. Do you remember that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. God save the queen. And he always says, he always says, God bless you. And he says, God bless our troops. But yeah. he doesn't say God bless America. Oh, huh, I'll have to watch for that. Yeah, because I, I assume that I've heard him say it. But, God, I don't know. I guess uh, I, I asked our producer, Travis, because he, he seems to know everything. Because uh, we call him Trivia Travis. And he I said, hey, Travis, do you know, is this true? And he says, I don't know. I've, uh, I've tuned out uh, Biden. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I remember no, when he said God save the queen. Because yep. it, it, was oh, at, yeah. it was at the end of his gun control speech. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, you look for it. I bet you won't find it because I looked for it a number of times, and I have not been able to find it. All right. Well, maybe one of our listeners has said, "No, no, no." He said it. I, here it is. Uh, so yeah, share it with us. But uh, yeah, I uh, haven't noticed that myself. All right. Hey, well, Dave, thanks for the phone call. Let's go next. We've got uh, Frank in Evergreen. Frank, what's going on? I want to mention that recreational marijuana is just a form of socialized euthanasia. You go into one of these recreational dealers and you've got to show your driver's license so they know who you are. They turn that information over to the state. They know what you're driving. Most of the time, uh, the vehicles that pull into these shops have cracked windshields, vehicle uh, blinkers that don't work, uh, windshield wipers that don't work, uh, fogged up uh, windows and well, I, I mean, so, I've seen some pretty nice cars pulling in uh, to, to you know one of the pot shops that I have to go past. Uh, 
But why, why, why do you think it's yeah. euthanasia, though? Why do you think it's somehow euthanasia? Because, I mean, because they, they're going to turn that information into the state so they can follow you and, just, and then set you up in a, uh, uh, later for arrest. It's just uh, setting you up like a bowling pin to be knocked down. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd have trouble following that one. But, hey, uh, uh, good to hear from you either way. Now, what is interesting, though, is, you know, like when we've had Stacey Zinn, who was the head of the DEA here in Montana on the show, I mean, she talked about how uh, just the, the dosage, um, I'm, I'm not saying lethal, but but what what they're seeing, especially in the illicit marijuana operations that, yeah, despite legalization, there's still plenty of illicit operations out there that, that, that they've seen that like the, the THC levels in some of the marijuana today are 20 times what they were in, say, the marijuana of the 1970s, and and so it can really cause some some mental problems and and so much more, and and a lot of people that maybe are even going to some of these outfits, they just don't know that. All right, let's see. Um, God, we're already almost out of time here this morning on this show. Uh, I know there there has been uh, a good amount of back and forth here uh, during this uh, congressional hearing between. Uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson and and two other uh, AGs testifying uh, before uh, the House uh, committee hearing focused on the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas. Looks like Eric Swalwell is uh, still having a little bit of uh, back and forth uh, with the attorney generals here. Uh, So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's the representation uh, from the left side of the aisle. Uh, what's A.G. Knutson saying right now? Uh, it looks like they're just yes. doing yes or no questions. But uh, anyway, I think tomorrow uh, we're going to we're going to talk more about this congressional hearing. There'll be a whole bunch of recaps that should be in the news later today. So there's going to be a lot more to talk about on the show tomorrow. That's why I'm glad we didn't tie up our show with something else on the agenda, because this is the biggest story that we need to be talking about. Plus, uh, I've gotten some news here. Some great news, some great economic development news uh, for Glendive, Montana. There's going to be some big news, uh, big economic news for Glendive, Montana. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well.